pre-show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the pre-show. This is where we talk about what we're going to do in the show. Uh, how's everybody doing? Thanks for hanging out. It's a huge week. I'm stoked. Yeah. Uh, um, San Diego Comic-Con. So biggest, uh, biggest pop culture week of the year. And it's like we haven't had it in its typical traditional form. Yeah. Um, so it's a big deal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good to have it back. It is. Yeah, so we're going to dive deep into the MCU. You know, we'll talk about the DCU as well, you know, the movies over there, but there's not much to say. Well, they dropped a couple of trailers, but yeah, not, much, not as much. We already say. knew about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just a bunch of comic quick hits, dude. I mean, and there were so many. Dark Crisis, new Star Trek, new TMNT, Dynamite doing some shit. And then, oh my God, I got like five Marvel Comics events, you know, things, you know, bits. Well, oh my um, goodness. the big comic news for me, though, is definitely Hickman apparently is not done with Marvel. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, that's on the list, brother. Yeah, I figured that, it was. We're wrapping the news with that. That that was my huge takeaway from the comic end of the thing. But uh, yeah. we will have a moment of destruction, a small one, and then top three. Uh, I mean, it's nuts, dude. It's nuts. Let's get into it. Let's just do the damn Mm -hmm. And then there was other stuff too. That's what we're gonna do. Segment one. You know, I got one oh. for segment one. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Why are you here? They give them a little time to know that they don't like it. You know, I don't want to tell them. Hey, you're just not gonna like it, even though they won't. But. I mean, they probably already clued into that from your whole, like, ghostly wailing thing that you were doing a second ago. So, they have been adequately warned. A green Welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek and Comics Hour, Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! It's a Gomer and Taylor hour. We'll probably go over an hour because there was so damn much going on. But Yeah, there's just a deluge. Oh, maybe Andy's here, maybe he's not. Yep. Exactly Never know. The ghost. Yep. Uh, Schrodinger's viewer. <laughs> uh, I had a terrible week. My wife was in the hospital, but everything turned out well. Uh, yeah, I'm glad she's doing well now. Yeah, everything turned out well there. Uh, but yeah, then it was hard at work and just blah. But anyway, San Diego Comic-Con week. I didn't watch shit on the TV, but we're not going to talk about everything at Comic-Con. We can't. Right? It's impossible. But we are going to focus on the comic book shit and the comic book centric shit because that's what we do. You know, you can't not talk about the comics. We have to talk about the comics and there's so much to talk about. But we're also going to talk about comic movies and shows and holy shit where there were a lot. But Taylor, let's use segment one. What did you like at the con that is maybe not comic booky? I'll give you my example. Well, well yeah, you took mine. Um, oh, awesome. Well, we can share it because this was... It looks pretty cool, yeah. I mean, it's got a pretty stellar cast. Um, it look this is like the big budget D and D movie that I didn't think I'd ever see. You know, like they they tried to make D and D properties in the past, and they're always schlock. You know, the TV, the cartoon has like its charms to it, but it's schlock. That uh, that had like one of the Wayans brothers that one movie from the nineties. That was that, terrible. That's one of the worst movies you'll ever see. Yeah, um, but yeah, this has a big budget, has a big cast. It has a dragon that's not using fire breath, which yeah, is kind of a D&D centric thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the black dragon acid breath. I saw yeah. it right away. And it works an owlbear. And I see people like quibble that a druid can't turn into an owlbear, but fuck you. This is their opportunity to like showcase a signature monster of theirs, you know? Yeah. Uh, there was also, uh, like in the first tease, like the first teaser bit of the trailer where it's like, oh, it's like almost a little trailer for the trailer, you know, for like the internet. Yeah, movie. like they're doing all dramatic poses and yeah. everything. There's a displacer beast in that first few seconds too, dude. Yeah. I love, like, I mean, gelatinous cubes. I mean, the trailer. Really leaning in hard. Yeah, the trailer honestly looked like something that I would see regardless. Yeah. Or at least, like, you know, it piqued my interest. And it being Dungeons & Dragons just kind of takes it over the top for me. Yeah, so on that, good on Hasbro. I mean, here they go again. You know, they've been doing the hell out of movies. This is their on their E1 brand. You know, Hasbro has not had the best track record adapting games into movies. But, um... Battleship is, like... It's bad, man. I, I, I kind of like it, honestly. Well, it's I, dumb fun, I'll say. It's big, dumb, stupid, ridiculous, dumb... Emphasis on the dumb. Game. 
fun. It is it, so bad. But somewhat unrelated, but the greatest board game adaptation of all time is still Clue with Tim Curry oh, sure. and uh, oh. and all them. No, yeah, no, no argument there at all, man. But I mean, Shoots and Ladders is coming, isn't it? Never mind. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> this summer um all right uh we've got to talk about yes clue andy hitting up on clue yeah i love that we got to talk about the mcu okay uh first let's black panther okay that's the big trailer yeah we're doing chronological order this is the one that's coming out in the nearest future oh hey antoine thanks for coming by rock city chiming in awesome yeah but i mean we can also do other things like the reason we'll talk about this, we're not going to mention She-Hulk, even though there was a great, a new great trailer for She-Hulk. It was wonderful, but this is the end of Phase 4. Wakanda Forever will be the end of Phase 4. And that's a big deal, right? Because I, we'll talk about that in a minute. But again, Black Panther, uh, most definitely, in my opinion, the way to go here, right? They're incorporating yeah. the death of Chadwick Boseman into the story with the death of T'Challa, the character. That's humble. That's honorable. Yeah, um, Angela Bassett gave a uh, really compelling monologue about it that they showed in the trailer there. Uh, she's a national treasure. She is, she is. Um, I love that her being the queen, her taking the reins of the country fits really well in so many different ways. Oh yeah, this is, they are taking the opportunity to really showcase powerful black women like they did in the first movie, but now of course they are like the central characters more so, you know? Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, a lot of mystery this is setting up. Like, um, we don't know for sure who the new Black Panther is going to be. Um, probably Shuri. That's where the money is at. I, there are very thin arms here. I, we've I've already run this through the Facebook Sherlock Holmes uh, f- people that I know, um, and they've come up with um, this being Shuri just because of the way the arms are there. Now, with all that said, it is not against Marvel to edit trailers drastically to change i mean true i mean they photoshopped out the spider-man for all the uh no way home shots they, from last they did year that if you remember in endgame they uh edited out some of the uh in stones that were in thanos's gauntlet when he hits captain america he has way more stones in the movie than he yeah that's true um he's got yeah. mostly a complete set by that time yeah. um and they actually they have gotten yeah, they have gotten yeah. definitely. This does look pretty cool. They don't have to tell us what's going on here because they know they've got us. You know, the first oh, Black dude. Panther was a phenomenon. It's one yeah. of the most highly regarded MCU movies. We got Namor, not quite in a speedo, but close. Um, oh, I love it. He looks so hot, dude. Uh, they're going kind of like well. Was if you're gonna put Namor in a movie, he's got to be a thirst trap, right? Yeah, they're going with sort of an Aztec feel here, and I'm okay with that. I guess. Um, I, I want to see more of it before I totally, you know lean one way or the other on that but yeah well just the idea that there's atlanteans running around uh, it's gotta sneak it up on us here it's only about four months out at this point oh yeah it's gonna be quick dude uh namora has been uh uh, confirmed through a a pop and so has atuma who debuted way back in the day man like really early on in namor comics um as like a a rebellious uh atlantean so that's cool too you know what I mean? They're they're really going to lean into characters that are really well known in the comics. But yeah, uh, I mean, who else could uh, the new Black Panther be? I mean, did Killmonger make it? I don't think they're going to do that. I think I don't think they do that. Um, they did look. Weird. They did show someone kind of Killmonger looking, I guess, at one point in the trailer. But I don't think yeah. it's him. Yeah, it might be like an astral scene or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's, but, I'm I'm. Whoever is the new Black Panther, when they get the the purple plant or whatever the hell it is, um, the characters and Sorry, visit that area, it's gonna be a tearjerker, dude. Yeah. It, all right. Like I can't remember the character's name, but Lupita Nyong'o's character, I guess, is also a contender Nakia. here. It could be Akoya. Yeah, Nakia. That's right. Nakia. It could also be um, Akoye, I suppose. Yeah, but there is there. Was Cherry a- makes the most sense thematically, though. I think. Not only thematically, but within the continuity of the comic. So I think yeah, it would be it would be adapting something from the source material. So yeah, yeah. it seems to that would work yeah. pretty well. But yeah, Marvel is definitely uh, savvy to fucking us up with like our sleuthing, right? Because like oh, yeah. they booked they uh, Michael Rooker. 
for Infinity War, even though they knew he was going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy, just to make exactly. sure us not think he was going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so We're seeing what they want us to see, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So there's a lot of, not a lot, but there was petitions. I mean, people wanted them to recast. They didn't want to see the end of the character T'Challa. I understand yeah, that. I, I definitely understand that. And part of me thinks that probably would have been a smart move. That being said, Ryan Coogler is a good director. The team of the first Black Panther definitely knows what they're doing. I'm interesting to see, if, like, this, like we're saying, this could be an opportunity for them to tell, you know, a story about grief. And, you know, maybe yeah. that's the direction they're going with. I don't know. I want to see this movie before I, you know, fully say, yeah, they should have recast the character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Antoine in the chat, I think the new Black Panther might be the kid at the end of the first one where you asked him who he is. Uh, I mean, it, you're just saying that it's an unknown, basically. Maybe we've seen them before, yeah. but a lesser known, unknown sort of character. And who I'm knows? Sure that too. Oh, but they also, um, speaking of new characters, they also did debut uh, Ironheart here. And oh, yeah. And of her series coming up. Yeah, I've got images on, on that, too. Uh, a lot of people are comparing this scene right here with the hammer to uh, Tony Stark in the case. Oh, you have to. That's exactly what they're going for here. Yeah. Uh, and then easily, you know, seeing Ironheart here and the heart falling. Just perfect, yeah. perfect poetic symmetry of all that shit. So uh, I don't really get excited about Marvel movies that much. Or any movies, really, from a trailer. But this one got me stoked. I really like the first one. Um, but... There's a bunch of other news to talk about. So this is uh, phase four. She-Hulk, which is coming out in August, just a couple weeks away, a few weeks away now. You know, it's right around the corner. Um, the trailer for that looked great with Mark Ruffalo hanging out. And it, it's going to be a sitcom, you know. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's got Abomination coming back. They showed her squaring off with Titania. Um, they even had a fourth wall break for yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Which is really entirely appropriate for the character, yeah. Yeah, they're really leaning into it. I like that. So, overall, Phase 4 has been great introduction of the TV stuff, but it's all about Phase 5. Yeah, it's hard not to think that Phase wow. 4 kind of feels like a placeholder. That being said, there's been a lot of great stuff. I mean, especially oh, from sure. the TV side of things. But, yeah, Phase 5 is where the, and, where the attention really gets drawn here. And with all that said, it's not like Phase 4 hasn't been laying foundational things. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, they're getting into, like, a lot of multiverse stuff, a lot of cosmic stuff. Yeah. Like, Loki and Eternals and all these other things are introducing a lot of important concepts. Um, So, yeah, Phase 4 has definitely been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, Born Again, which Season 3 of Daredevil kind of was Born Again, so I'm kind of interested in what they're doing with this, then. I am, too. And Born Again, dude, is is brutal. All right, the comic, it's one of the most brutal Marvel comics, I'd, I'd say, you know, period. It's one of those ones where, like, it's about as much as they could possibly get away with for this being, like, a mainstream comic book. Yeah. So, uh, this all falls in line with some other things that are going on at Disney+, Plus, including them now adding R-rated programming. Deadpool, Logan are on there now. Uh, So, this really opens the door for Daredevil to be something awesome here in terms of being an adult-oriented sort of show. Yeah, Daredevil should be a gritty show. Like, I don't, like, making it R-rated doesn't automatically make it better, but Daredevil is a character where it is entirely appropriate to make it more skewed towards adults. Definitely. And that also opens the door for theatrical releases to be more adult-oriented, i.e. Blade. Blade is also a character where, I think, a little bit more brutality, a little bit of blood. It is for vampires, you know. Um, But here, okay, so the new things that were announced, yes, Born Again, we knew Ironheart and everything before that was already coming. We knew that. But Agatha, we knew Agatha was coming, but it's got a, a name now, Coven of Chaos, which is rad. Uh, Captain America, New World Order, sounds great. It's going to be Sam. There is a New World Order arc in the comics, and it includes Nomad, uh, like the an all-new Nomad. And I would love to see that, you know, yeah, pretty cool. to those characters. Uh, and then Thunderbolts is pretty predictable, I think. I mean, they've already been laying the groundwork for that. I'm sure this is what... I'm sure this is, like, that Dark Avengers thing. We just didn't know what to call it. But, yeah, this yeah. is going to be U.S. Agent and uh, Yelena and all those other characters that are part of uh, Valentina's team. Yeah. Uh, and that takes us into 2024, which is really hard to believe, all right? A phase, yeah. phase five, an entire phase is happening between February 2023 and July 2024. Not entirely. We haven't even gotten to the Avengers movies on this timeline oh, yet. Oh, I'm here. Phase yeah. 6. 
Phase six. Now, there's a lot of blanks here because, of course, they've got to have post-credit stingers in yeah. phase five to introduce all these. But Fantastic Four already been announced. Of course, it's going to be amazing. You know, we know it is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these movies are coming out a lot sooner than I thought they were. Like, I wasn't expecting Guardians in the first half of next year, and I wasn't expecting yeah. Fantastic Four in 2024. So, Oh, I cannot wait. So that's going to yeah. be great. And then May 2nd, 2025, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. They've already laid some groundwork for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing this, like, doing the two halves in the same year. It was kind of rough waiting yeah. a full year between Infinity War and Endgame. It is. Uh, or it definitely was. Um so, I mean, this is going to be enough of a wait. I mean, this is going to blow people away. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, these things that are coming out three years from now start the yeah. hype, you know? And even then, there's going to be two things in between those two movies. I'm sure there'll be X-Men stuff, you know? Oh, man. I, I, oh, man. Well, we know mutants are on the way. They started name-dropping that. Oh, man. So then Secret Wars. We all know what the Secret Wars is going to be. They've already mentioned Incursion in uh, Multiverse of Madness. We know that's a thing. So... We're going to see different universal versions of these characters. Do you think this is Beyonder's um, original Secret Wars, or do you think oh, this I is uh, Doctor Doom Secret Wars? Yeah, this has got to be a Doom thing. Well, they have a chance to work Doom in. The Fantastic Four comes out before, you know. They do. They have a chance to build an entire Illuminati before this goes in the main universe, dude. And you know Doctor Strange is like, oh, they got an Illuminati in that universe? Well, I'm going to do my own Illuminati. And you, you know I can I mean? see it. They could definitely do that, yeah. Uh, they are going to have Mutants and X-Men 97. I did hear X-Men 97 for sure, you know, and they had some images of that. It looked okay. The, the Mutants is still just rumored, and I really well, thought we were going to yeah. hear that at San Diego Comic-Con. I really thought we were – at least a title and a logo. Well, if they're name-dropping all these things that are coming out, you know, in 2024 and 2025, I mean, they got to have yeah. some stuff to announce at 2023 Comic-Con, yeah. you know? Right, right. And again, Phase 6, look at all these holes, you know? There's only three announcements out of 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11 different, you know, things here. Some of them are going to be shows, you know? Some of them are going to yeah. be – the way they like the way it's a constant barrage nowadays, you know that like every fiscal part of the year is going to have either a TV show or a movie. Yeah, yeah. so man, it seems like four movies a year is what we should expect moving forward. Man. As it has been for a while now. That is a lot. That is a lot. But then yeah. it's also got an official name, you know, the multiverse saga, which is very cool. Yeah, very we're uh, cool leaving behind the Infinity Saga, and then we're in this little intermission here, and yeah, yeah. here comes. The multiverse. And that's really the best way to do it, but it's the it's such a great intermission. I mean, there has been such good shit. Yeah, um, I mean, there, we've seen like you know passing of the torch with Captain America. We've seen Loki like you know setting a lot of groundwork for multiverse stuff. It's yeah. been a real fun intermission to be sure, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see things I, leading into yeah, th like thing. building into like a big bad and everything again. Yeah, well, Kang, we got a big bad, you know, he's, yeah, um, he's a big bad right and now. And he so. is going to be introduced more thoroughly, I assume, in Quantumania, which is coming out pretty early next month. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not a month, yeah, early next year. Well, more than a month, yeah, but it's like, I think it was February. Yeah, I think it's February, yeah. So, yeah, there you go, there's your Marvel Day. We also did have some DC stuff, Shazam and uh, Black Adam. Those both had fun trailers, yeah. They, they did. They both had fun trailers, but we had already seen shit from them before. Yeah. Okay? There was no new announcements, and they have movies that are in the pipe on the calendar that they didn't have anything for. Uh, why is that? Aquaman 2 has Amber Heard, who's got you know a lot of trouble with her name right yeah. now, and then Ezra Miller, the same thing with The Flash, even though Michael fucking Keaton is in that movie, too. It seems really weird what's going on over it. Yeah, WB is really really cursing their fate when it comes to the people who would do be doing the promotion for their yeah. next big movies you know? uh, there was a news bit off of comicbook.com that someone had flipped the uh fire alarm in hall h right before the uh uh mcu panel and it's like oh jeff johns trying to get in there that mother anyway but still, yeah i mean marvel is going through an open door when it comes to like hogging the spotlight at comic-con yeah. here but I mean, it should be easy. It should be easy for for them. They've got stuff. They've got. DC does have stuff, and yeah, yeah. The, their first crack at a Justice League flopped hard, and that is a damn I shame. Did. But they've been having a string of successes. I mean, ever since Wonder Woman came out, the movies have, for the most part, been significantly better. 
For sure, dude. I mean, I have my beef with uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman eighty four, whatever the hell. Wonder Woman eighty four was not particularly good. Like Aquaman was stupid but fun. Shazam was legitimately very good. So you know they've at least been like a pretty solid average for the last few years. Yeah. Discovery bought WB. Yeah, I mean Andy, you're not wrong there. Maybe there's a little bit of like growing pangs early on. It's like, well, we're just not ready to do something like Comic Con. You know what I mean? Let's take what we got. Let's send the rock. And just be done with it. You know what I mean? And maybe that's what they were thinking, but they got Blue maybe. Beetle down the pipeline. They got this Flash movie, like we said, Aquaman. You couldn't have Jason fucking Momoa show but up. When you're already playing, Aquaman? when you're already playing catch up, you just cannot afford to take Comic Con off like they seemingly did exactly, this year. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Now, with all of that said about DC and WB, their movies or whatever, Discovery now, whoever the fuck owns them, Flashpoint can really save them. All right. A crisis and a reset within a story, they could really pull that off in a unique way that Marvel really can't do. Yeah. You know, it, it, crises like that and resets like that are inherently DC comics. The fans know it. Uh, that I, being I said, know. though, I mean, when it's spent this long in development hell, and now they're going to have all sorts of promotion problems because of Ezra Miller's baggage, Yeah, that does not bode particularly well, especially when, honestly, they're adapting a pretty terrible story. Like, Flashpoint is, like, the most famous bad comic story to come out in the last ten years. It is. But, I mean, it can definitely get them from point A to point B. For sure, for sure. It can accomplish a lot for them. And stuff that they probably... They could use the reset. They could. Yeah. And, honestly, the trailer looked pretty fun. Like, they released that... Yeah. I guess, like, a year ago now, whatever that was. I think that was... No, it was during their uh, their own little DC dome. Oh, yeah, you're right. But still, that was a minute ago. It was a while, yeah. Uh, all right, so getting on to comics, uh, sticking with DC, Dark Crisis um, is now called Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, and it is a direct sequel to Koya, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And that's all I have to say about that. No, uh, we've kept the real name a secret from the start because we okay. didn't want to give away what was happening in the middle of the story with the return of the Infinite Earths, said writer Joshua Williamson. And all right. He, and then even stranger, more stranger, more strangely, they announced more tie-ins. Um, Dark Army, number one, releasing in November. Uh, Damian Wayne, Red Canary, Dr. Light, and a ragtag team of heroes. Cross enemy lines to steal control of the Dark Army from Pariah. Um, okay, and then Warzone. Where's Warzone? Here it is. This actually looks okay. This looks like the Justice League that actually should have been created. I'm sorry. That's a yeah. much cooler looking team for the Justice League. They yeah, have I Batman mean, at least. Yeah, a lot. Like, we, well, we did see uh, Luke Fox just directly turn down the offer in Dark Crisis here, but I mean. It was a weak week, Andy. We'll ah, sorry, man. Hope you feel better. Yeah, me but, too. I mean, Dark Crisis has been okay so far, but I don't yes. think changing it to Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths is the mic drop moment that they think oh, it is. Oh, it's not. It yeah. is in no way a mic drop moment. It's kind of like, oh. This, I feel very neutral about that revelation, you know? Like the What's the opposite of a mic drop moment? You know, because it's like, oh, is it? Now I'm not as excited about it. You know, I thought it was yeah. kind of its own thing. Um. And they also announced the Deadly Green, which has a really cool cover. Uh, I love that cover. Hey, anything Swamp Thing has a pretty good chance of being good. So enter Super Swamp Thing. Joshua Williamson, Dan Waters, Ram V, and Alex Pochtonel with art by Daniel Bayless. It's a 48-page one-shot, October 4th. So I guess That is a rad cover. Yeah, yeah. And Superman, I think, is going to, like, merge with Swamp Thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, that beats the hell out of me. But, you know, honestly, I think this will probably be a pickup for me just based off of the pedigree here. That is a lot. Now, I do not like this trend of adding books while the event is going on. I don't like that at all. Uh, Secret Wars well, actually what I want to know, a bit of that. What I want to know is if um, comic stores were privy to information that we weren't because I feel like that sucks for them like having to like scramble at the last minute to order things that they oh, weren't well, expecting to have to order. But here's the thing about that, right? And this is just a theory. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but they can tell if they're ordering all of Dark Crisis. And let's say I say to my comic shop, hey, I'm going to just want all of Dark Crisis, right? Just get it all for me. So now that they're adding books, they know, okay, well, 
we've got this many folks who are getting all of Dark Crisis. I'm sure that that if that data is out there, you know, tinfoil hat, like you said. Maybe. I don't know. But that being said, I'll probably still continue to pick up Dark Crisis. I've been enjoying it oh, so far. But... I've been liking it very much. Uh, but, no. yeah, the, the, the curveballs they're throwing at us here are a resounding meh from exactly. me. Exactly. I don't feel any more excited or less excited by the revelation. Exactly. Me neither. Uh, they did say that Beast Boy is not dead, so that's cool. Williamson was actually like really shocked that people thought that he would have Beast Boy shot like that. I was. I was shocked. I was shocked. Well, I mean, taking it at face value from the story, yeah, it looks like he got shot, but, yeah. you know, I guess meta a little bit here, you know that they're not going to have, like, the big death yeah. scene, like, in the second issue like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. IDW has a new Star Trek comic coming out. And oh, we got some Deep Space Nine. Yeah, uh, which is weird, and it's a really weird premise for a story, but... I mean, the way Star Trek is right now, it's it's like in its new heyday. It's more popular now, I think, than it ever has been, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. I can't remember any time where Star Trek was supporting this many simultaneous properties, you know? Three at most at one time. And that's – it was very, very close, you know? Yeah, and that's, just, that's really just a – that's just an overlap, really. I wouldn't even yeah. count that. Yeah, exactly. There's six series, and they're talking about two more series. In development and it's like holy shit but they're all really good in their own unique way you know yeah i mean i'm enjoying the hell out of picard you know uh strange new worlds has really hit home for a lot of people it's so good dude it is so good that fucking animated one uh yeah um is fantastic lower decks is good what's the other animated one i can't remember the name of that one i can't remember it either it's uh but the one that has like hologram janeway on it i haven't watched it yet but yeah it's got hologram janeway it's more of a kid show which again just shows the diversity and hey i mean good for them you know get them get get them hooked in a young age is what i say but um Uh, i'll be back to this though um looks like we've got cisco data and it's like crusher over there on the side I don't think so. This Listen to how fucked up this premise is. All right? It's from R- Ramon Rosanos and Colin Kelly and Jackson Lanzig. It's going to be out in October. Um, in 2378, Cisco is finally returned from the Bajoran wormhole, and he's omnipotent. But his godhood is failing with every minute. I mean, that's enough right there. Sent by the prophets on a mission to the deepest parts of space aboard the USS Theseus, he witnesses the unthinkable. Someone is killing the gods. And only Cisco and his motley crew of Starfleet members from every era of Trek can stop them. So I think this dude on the left is Harry fucking Kim. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. But, but I don't know. I was I just trying to put people in like next generation era here, but I guess that's out the window. It's from all eras, dude. I don't know who this little Andorian girl is but she seems like she's gonna be something. yeah uh, but yeah that is a dude. wild premise <laughs> a wild fucking premise i am so down that's the only reason i brought it man, up man we even got to fucking like time hopping crew here already with like omnipotent cisco we're already yeah. getting off to a pretty weird start here yeah so yeah that's gonna be good uh moving on we knew it was gonna happen it was just a matter of time the biggest book last year or this year or the year before the last three years uh the lost years uh is is it's the last ronin again uh another five issue miniseries not surprising they definitely did not have room to do a sequel since well spoiler alert mikey dies at the end um but I don't know that I want this. I feel like Last Ronin was a good self-contained thing. I agree. I don't know if I want to see Mikey just like wandering around in Japan or whatever he was doing during the meantime. And it might be good. It might be. It might be. I mean, the creative team is still here, and you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that like this is a story that is not just them like throwing shit together because they sold a popular book. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's what it is, but there's. I'm sure that's what it is, but I trust them to like tell a good story with that, not Put just the meat on the bone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as it's a good story, that's all that really matters. But yeah, in- I don't know. I'll, I'll check out the first issue at least. Oh yeah, me too for sure. In perfect last round in fashion, there's no release date yet. <laughs> but the third, but the third issue is already delayed. Well, actually, yeah. What's the point of us even talking about this now? It's going to. We're, 
in 2026, we might be able to get together and talk about the final issue. You We're know? talking about Avengers Secret Wars and the last round. Oh God! Okay, not even a, not even a like fake question here. What do you think the betting odds are that um, Secret Wars will come out before the last issue of this last Ronin story? Twenty twenty four, right? Twenty twenty five. Oh, no, it'll be out way before 2025. No. I am not totally sure, and that's yeah, kind of sad. It is, it is. Uh, man, it's all the way in 2025? I, I don't even know what I'm doing in 2025. I mean, We're I'm watching Avengers, I guess, I'm but other than that. I'm be able to go to the movies. Anyway, uh, I wanted to mention this just in passing. Gargoyles and Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I know that sounds dumb, but these are new Disney properties coming to dynamite entertainment they're going to do uh reprints and new stuff but there's not much more info there the big takeaway here is the way marvel comics shares the love with so many different publishers uh de has this dark horse is pushing all all ages star wars boom still has several former fox properties that are now owned by disney um disney is the biggest you know owner of properties in comics i think it's yeah i mean i assume that they ran the numbers yeah they saw that they're getting more money from the licensing than they would from actually publishing it and it helps other publishers it does it does you know in this we can all shit on the system that we have sure but working within the system that we have this is going to bring down marvel's bottom line if they do publish something like this but it will help boost other companies you know, bottom yeah, line. this is undeniably a huge, huge pickup for uh, Dynamite. Yes, and Marvel, Disney, whoever the you know comics end, whatever end, you know properties end. I don't know how that whole yeah shit works, but they have an immediate line on their bottom line. You know what I mean? No matter how many yeah. Darkwing Ducks or Gargoyles comics sell, boom, they can put it on the line. Yeah, and, but I'm sure that Dynamite will do pretty well with these because well, they got a TV show for both of these coming out, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, there's a Darkwing Duck planned, and yeah, Gargoyles is... Gargoyles they announced at this Comic-Con. No, they announced this comic, not a show. This is oh. the season, they're doing the, the the new season of Gargoyles in the comic. That's the Well, thing. I misinterpreted that yeah. headline, then. The headline was shitty as hell on a lot of sites for that, dude. Because people really want a Gargoyle show. To I just back. saw a new season of Gargoyles, and it's I... This, yep, it's in yeah. this DE kind of Okay, movie. okay. Um, but that's a good thing for people who want a Gargoyle show. Go out and buy this fucking comic. Oh, yeah, and considering all the... Uh, Considering all the Firefly comics that they've been publishing, apparently their people will flock to the comic for you know the sequel series here. Yes, yes, yeah. That that comic's doing really well. Uh, the the writer on that Boer, um, who wrote uh, Kanto for IDW as well, he's writing that Firefly, all new Firefly, whatever it is. But he was at a convention on the Boom thing, and he's like, "Yeah, sales are high on this. They want to push us another you know arc that was originally planned." And he's like, "And I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm really." He's like, he really loved being able to add it. You could tell he was really emotional and a big fan of Firefly. And yeah, it was really fun and authentic to see. But uh, anyway, moving on to Marvel. It's really all about Marvel, isn't it? Cold War number one. We knew this was going to happen. Um, this is going to bring together both Captain America series and have a big event. There's going to be a new Nomad. Oh, yeah, I am here for this. Like, yeah. I've been enjoying the hell out of both of the Captain America series. Um, Even though it's very early on. I, it's not very early on, but, quite yeah. Quite good. Uh, more quick hits. Uh, there's no, there, We don't know when that's coming out. This is Paco Medina Arto. Uh, we can only assume that the writers on those main two books, who is it, Jackson Lansing and Tom Lanning, and then who else, some other dude on the other book? It's a duo on the uh, Steve book. Yeah, I can't remember Jackson the names right Lanning now. And, yeah, I don't yeah. want to read it. Uh, anyway, moving on. Avengers Assemble Alpha, Jason Aaron and Brian Hitch, November 30th. This will be the end of Jason Aaron's run. Bittersweet for me. It's been a fun run, but it hasn't been as cohesive as I prefer my Avengers runs. Well, I mean, it's never going to be like a multifaceted puzzle like a Hickman run was going to be. But that being said, you're right. This has been a lot of fun. And I can only assume that this is like multiversal Avengers versus the Mephisto Council. Council of Red, I think. We go by. And the ten, uh, 1 million BC are going to jump in there as well. Yeah, I think we even see uh, Odin in there on the background. Yeah, we see the uh, the Mammoth Ghost Rider and the Star Brand and all them back here. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're right there in the thing. In the thick of it. It's going to be cool. But, yeah, honestly, I got to say it, dude. I love Jason Aaron's run, but I want some fresh blood on there. Yeah, I really I, do. 
I'm excited for this event, and then I am also excited for what comes next. You know, for sure, for sure. I'm definitely enjoying Jason Aaron's run. Definitely glad to see like a big finale here. But you are right that it is. It'll be good to see a new direction. Yeah, it's time to move on, and it's also time for Jason Aaron to move on to something. It is, yeah, deeper. You know, because he's doing the Punisher, but that's like a twelve issue thing. Yeah, it's basically a side project. Yeah, it'd be nice for him to get into something long form. I'd like to see him move over to an X book with everything going on over at the X book. Oh yeah, I'd love to That'd see Jason Aaron's take on this Krakoan shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, not that any of those books are bad either. Marauders. Oh, for sure not, but yeah. it's the excitement of something new, you know. Oh, for sure, definitely. Okay, Doctor Strange, new Doctor Strange book. It's going to be outside of continuity, of I believe, because Doctor Strange is dead. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is called Fall Sunrise Number One, four issue miniseries, which is very cool. Written by Trad Moore, art by Trad Moore. Uh, I love this guy so much. He's one of my favorite artists. He doesn't do a lot of work anymore, but man, look at that! It's gonna. This be is a good stuff. fit for him because he yes, likes to sir. do these like psychedelic imagery. Uh, yeah. Sticks here and yeah, yeah. Th- th- it's definitely in his wheelhouse. Yeah. So this is great. The best Doctor Strange books have always been the Elseworld sort of out of continuity books. Aaron and Bocciolo's run is probably the one that is in continuity. That's really good. But I mean, the best to this day don't matter anymore. My favorite Doctor Strange book of all time was still that New Avengers Annual, where he like oh that was uh, Mark Rudy. I think did the uh, writing on that one. Yeah, yeah, I like the Oath. I think that's Brian K. Vaughn. That was a really good one too. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Spider-Man event coming. Uh, it's called Dark Web. Ha. Uh, the Goblin Queen and Chasm reignite the Inferno in Spider-Man X-Men crossover Dark Web. Okay, so I guess this uh, story arc in New Mutants where Magic is handing over the keys to Limbo is not a good idea, oh, after all. That, dude, we knew that. We knew that, we knew that. What's her name told her? This is a everyone is telling her. Yeah. Literally everyone has been telling Magic this is a dumb fucking thing that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Zeb Wells is going to... It's spearheaded by Zeb Wells. The saga will begin in Prelude throughout November... Uh, following, followed by December's Dark Web Alpha Number One, where Wells will be joined by artist Adam Kubert. From there, the web will be spun across issues of Spider-Man as well as various tie-in one-shots and limited series. So it really feels like they're going all out on this. Um, yeah, and if Spidey is going to be uh, hanging out with the X-Men here, I wonder if they're going to address any of the stuff from the Hellfire Gala where uh, Moira was like body hacking MJ. You know. Well, yeah, and that was there. Yeah, that was. I'm sure they'll lean into that. They, they might as well. Yeah, at least mention um, it. I mean, the yeah. X Men are here, and MJ's here, so. Yeah. Uh, so Ben Riley and Madeline Pryor are going to be part of this as part of the bad guys, I guess. Um, oh, it just occurred to me that two that his two amazing friends are both on the X Men now, so I'm sure they'll do something with that. Oh yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, it's also weird that the bad guys are clones. They're both clones. Ah, right? Spidey just can't get away from clones. Yeah. It's no I didn't even think about saga. that, but yeah. Another clone saga. I, I just ruined it for you. Oh, I didn't think about that. Fuck this event. I don't want another clone anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So here's Amazing Spider-Man. You know, they're going to have an issue there. What is that? Number four. Well, I will be glad to see someone else trying it. Yeah. It is Michael Dowling and Kyle Hotz on the art. No John Romita Jr. So that's good. Um, we also going to get this new character here. Um, her name is Hallow's Eve, I think. Okay, so she's not just, like, a hobgoblin? Because I thought she's, she was hobgoblin. She's she's a goblin-themed character. I think her name is Hallow's, Hallow's Eve. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she's a spin on a character who was a rip-off of another character. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude. Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah it could be so fun. Gold Goblin. I mean, if she is the new Hobgoblin, that's a good opportunity, I think, because the old Hobgoblin was not all that interesting, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so then we get Gold Goblin. That's going to be Christopher Cantwell. And then, yeah, we'll have more on this during preview shows that we do on Monday because it's bound to be a lot bigger than it is right now. Right now, only they're only talking about the Prelude and then this Dark Web Alpha one-shot. So, uh, cool. I'm actually to see it. One more bit before the big bit, uh, and the only reason I mention this is because of the writer. 
this is actually a loose end from Jason Aaron's uh, Avengers run, Blade hanging out at the Vampire Nation. So they are doing a one-shot um, where Blade will work for Dracula to root out a secret assassination plot as he's the sheriff of Vampire Nation. Uh, it's a book that goes on sale in November. Cover here by Valerio Giordano. Awesome cover. But the writer is Mark Russell with artist. Oh, Mark. okay. Yeah. So him. How is he going to work social commentary into this? I, know, gonna, yeah, I mean, Blade protecting being the cop of a bunch of people that he has sworn to murder. I'm sure he'll. I mean, regardless of whether or not it's his usual, like, insightful commentary stuff, Mark Russell is a great writer. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, you know, regardless. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to bring that up. But, dude, there were so many other things that came out of Comic Con in terms of comics that we'll never get to it. But, again, Tuesday night show, we always talk about that stuff. I also want you to check out the comic book bullies. Uh, go to OutRightGeekGear.com. There's links there. Leroy and Eli are going to dive deep into a bunch of the MCU stuff. They're probably not going to even touch much comics this week except for reviews. But, yeah, definitely check that out. But we are going to wrap the news with Hickman being the fucking most Hickman shit ever. Uh, Jonathan Hickman has teased a project at Marvel for 2023 with Valerio Shidi, and that he has called... Sandman for the Marvel Universe. Man, I have never been so sold on so little information <laughs> in my know. life. It could be $8 for 30 pages, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll buy the cover. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, I love Sandman, and I love Hickman, and so, yeah, just you know, take my money, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I also, with that said, man, that sounds really pretentious. But Yeah, I, I fucking love how pretentious Hickman can be. I love the fact that he's leaning into it. Pretentious um, Hickman is some of the best Hickman. Yeah. Uh, he was quoted as saying that he did pitch this project at the same time he pitched House of X and Powers of Ten, um, but Marvel gave the green light to Hawks and Pox and not this, so uh, I don't know. I guess they, they want him back. They need him back. He pointed at this teaser that was on the wall during the panel and said, this is gibberish, but it won't be gibberish when it comes out. Uh, man, the rumor mills went crazy. Is, an is it an eternity project? Is it an actual honest-to-goodness reboot that he will be laying a foundation for? I mean, I have that runs the gamut of everything that I have heard. Um, I don't know what a Sandman for the Marvel Universe even could be. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, are, does Marvel have like an equivalent to like abstract concepts personified like Sandman is? I mean, Madam Web in a way is. I guess that. maybe like Eternity, Eternity like you were saying. Yeah, he is like an embodiment of the cosmos. So that's as close as I can think of to the endless. But yeah, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But I'm sold. I don't care. Yeah, what it is. I, don't I mean, like I said, I I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but. I am here for you know it. How, you know how the Stephen King books always have Stephen King's name real big and then the title real small? That's how they could do is just say Hickman. I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy yeah, it. I mean, honestly, I'll yes. You had me at Hickman returning to Marvel. Yeah. That I am intrigued by what the hell you're even talking about by Sandman for the Marvel Universe. Yeah. The only thing we know for sure is that it is not X-Men related in, the, in terms of Krakoa. That's for the best. I mean, now that he's stepped, now that he has stepped out of it, I don't really want to see him like try to like crowbar his way back in. And he said you know? as much. He said as yeah. much. He said if I did go in now, it basically would be me writing over people, and I'm not yeah, that would be unfair to whatever plans they've been forming in the meantime. So yeah, that that would be a dick move, and I'm glad that they're not doing that. All right, man. We just had so many awesome shit. Let's see something terrible. Mmm, yummy. I got a really bad one this week, dude. Oh God! Fifteen dollar velvet. Oh God! Velvet teeny. It's a Velveeta martini. Oh God! This is this is vile. It's just the most. Yeah, dude. We've had some bad ones. Remember, we this might be the worst. Singles. Yeah, this is a strong contender for the worst one we have ever seen. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have make Dave go back through all the shows and. Don't make him eat this. This is awful. No, I would never, never. Um, they give the shit at Guantanamo Bay. I mean, just the olives and the macaroni on the toothpick there. That alone is like really fucking gross, and like the cheese dripping over. 
All right, so go ahead. Let's hear the description. What the fuck is this? It's uh, it's fifteen dollars. It's only at select restaurants. They're paying me fifteen dollars, or I'm paying fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So anyway, there was a full review that I found uh in the article for this drink, and it is gag-inducing. Uh, I quote: "On the first sip, the drink lacks all the cheesy flavors it claims to promote. Instead." An intense rush of olive and salt from the brine hits the back of your throat. Moving on. I mean, that's the worst thing that I've ever said on this show. That's the it, it, worst thing I may have ever said in my life. I can't think of anything worse than that at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. probably the worst. It's nasty, dude. Uh, all right, moving on. Move, quick, a uh, quick moment. Of- I really wish Adam was here, but he's not. But really quick. G.I. Joe did put out a couple of things in their classified line. Uh, Not much in the Transformers line, and nothing was exclusive at the con this year. Uh, They did show off – I could go for an hour on this shit. They did show off Mindbender. They either in development or uh, confirmed as uh, being available soon. Low Light, Copperhead, a Televiper, Torpedo, Rock and Roll, fucking Shipwreck, one of my faves, and a Trouble Bubble on the way finally a cool vehicle that sold you know outside of these stupid motorcycles that they're trying to sell us um but at the show they also showed off the his tank uh at the panel it was very very fun uh at one point they forgot to put batteries in it and they had to borrow batteries from someone in the audience it was classic um i am yeah. curious who carries batteries around in their pocket like I think that they had another device Okay, okay. And they just, like a light or something, and they just took the batteries and let them borrow it just to show Man, them. that guy really came through in the clutch for him. Oh, dude, there. in the clutch. Because, dude, when they turned the lights on, the whole panel went, oh, you know, the headlights on it? Yeah. Had, no one has seen that yet. Uh, but the Serpentor with the Air Chariot is going to be a, ha- wait for it, Hasbro Con exclusive, which sucks. Uh, it's really disappointing. And they want you to go to them cons, man. And they want you to go to the cons. And even if you go to the con, you're still not guaranteed one. Oh, yeah. You got to elbow people in the face, you yeah, know? Yeah, dude. Uh, but the Sergeant Slaughter is available for pre-order everywhere right now, and he is awesome. The sunglasses come off. The hat comes off. He comes with really cool accessories, including his own action figure. That's right. There's an action figure for your action figure, which is really rad, so. I had a lot of fun with the toys this year. Again, uh, it was all about Motu. It was all yeah. About- it's kind of a shame we're already in a really uh, packed episode because yeah, there's always a lot of great toys coming out of Comic Con. Yeah, dude, it was really fun stuff. So uh, let's do our comics though. This won't be long though. It won't be too long. Not that it was bad stuff this week. But there was not really much to say about. It. Uh, I'll go first. Nightwing 94, honorable mention, was great, but I gotta give it up to Duo number three. Fantastic book. This one was fucking bonkers. Greg Pak, Koi Fom, still creating that Earth M sort of moving off from Milestone. There's a Milestone documentary that's coming to HBO Max. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, this was a lot of fucking fun. Really bonkers and just terrific as hell. But my number three is Duo Powerbomb, number two. Danny Warren Johnson doing the writing and the art. It's his ode to wrestling. Great ish. Just really cool art. I'm going to have to check this one out in trade. Yeah, this looks fun. Yeah, Yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. Big, awesome last page reveal, man. Just, I don't even want to spoil it for you. Let's move on. My number three. Do a powerbomb number two, Danny Warren Johnson. All right. Um... I'll do an honorable mention for Avengers number 58. Um, this is one of those things that it's basically like, what if Ghost Rider was a fucking Ronin, which is one of those things that's like... What's he ride? <laughs> no, like, they even addressed that in the issue. Like, he oh. rides the wind or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> He's masterless. He ain't even got a pony. Hold on, I gotta find it in here what he actually rides. <laughs> it was something really, really stupid. Um... <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> I'll I'll find it later and tell you. But um, to Jason Aaron, he rides the wind. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But um, um, yeah, but yeah. So it's a really it's one of those like concepts. that's like you know a six year old child's like wet nice. dream, but it, it's handled yeah. pretty well. Like, you know, with good artwork and everything yeah. like that. And that's um, yeah, they're still doing this like time hopping multiverse stuff. Um, also MO in this series anyway. Yeah. 
honorable mention for Flash number 784. Um, this is them like hopping around the multiverse. There's a fucking Mad Max multi-universe. Oh, I love uh, at one point they're like, oh man, we're in the wrong universe. And like, oh man. Yeah. It's and then there's hilarious. like a, and then another one, the Barry's Batman, and then another, another one. Um, it's like they're in the Silver Age all of a sudden. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun read. Uh, they're doing. It's a it's weird tie-in to the Dark Crisis, but yeah, it was fun. It was. A fun yeah, it's a good way to, you know, have fun with a multiverse. Um, another honorable mention for Godzilla versus uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number four. Um, Green Ranger. The Green Ranger is out and about, and fucking King Ghidorah shows up. You know, that's basically yeah. That's basically all you need to know because that's really all this comic is. Is just that's cool moments over and over again. Um, It was cool. cool. Yeah. Well, my number three this week is going to be the Jurassic League number three. A little bit of heart in this one. Gideon did not do the artwork for this one, which was kind of a shame, but it was still a real hoot. Um, it was kind of cool just seeing all like the big slobber knocker fight scenes going across the issue, which was all this issue really was. It was also kind of cool seeing um, characterization for uh, the Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman analogs. Um, yeah. Something I was not expecting to see in this, but perhaps I should have been, because Daniel Warren Johnson has a great talent for milking a lot of depth over something that I'm just reading for a really fucking cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, he does a great job of that. You know, just in, like the Beta Ray Bill book. You know, we weren't... Yeah, Beta Ray Bill was rad as hell, but it was also the most heartfelt book I read last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's two DWJ books on our on our list this week, just saying. He had two come out, and they each, you know, they made the list. And I, and I love yeah. Jurassic League 2. It was a great issue. It was a great issue. Yeah, uh, okay, so that's my number three. Pretty sure this will make your list as well, Axe. That's uh, my number one, actually. Awesome. This is my number two, Judgment Day. Kieran Gill and Valerio Shidi. Solid art. Basically getting all the pieces in place. You know, uh, like I said, great art. But it's also the typical slow burn that seems to come with all these events. Uh, the only problem I really have with it, with it is it's definitely an Eternals event. If you are not reading Eternals, oh for sure, you are I not mean, know what the fuck is going on. Yes, you absolutely had to have read. But yeah, this was my favorite moment for the book because, like, this is such a way to set up a threat. You know? Oh, you're like, right. But he's back in, in jail though. Yeah, like I mean, it's weird. But you know that that's like something that uh, Druig has in his back pocket. Also, spare a thought for the people who saw the Eternals movie and think Druig is going to be like you know like a Fun, loving, good guy. Oh no, no, he's a real piece of shit in this he is book. A rat bastard. Yeah. Uh, they they pull up these other ones. This is brand new to the eighty year old Eternals continuity. They got these things. I like it. I think it's okay. Yeah. They got their own yeah. baby celestials, kind of. This is very much leaning into this being an Eternals book. Um, you can definitely see Eternals versus X Men. You can also see Eternals versus Avengers. Not so much oh, Avengers versus X Men yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is most. The Avengers seem to be very on the periphery of this so far, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, that thing with Uranus, though, was my favorite part because, like, you know, they set up this whole thing where it's like, okay, you're going to be out here for one hour. And then we yeah. switch back to him. We haven't seen anything. And oh, shit. He has Dude, annihilated wow. Araco and fucking Magneto's, like, skeleton there. And, you know, according to X Men Red, this should be a permanent death now. I'm not sure that it will nope. be, but. I told you that was a that was like a probably I bet it. Well, I wasn't expecting them to like renege on that this quickly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I love this whole thing. Like, okay, I guess my hour's up. <laughs> you know, so fucking casual about it. What I like, and I, this didn't happen. What I was expecting it. Like, Drew goes in there and he's like, "All right, I'm going to give you an hour." And then he goes on. He's like. The mutants created Araco in less than a day, and he had this long speech. And I was expecting Drew to say, "All right, now you got forty-five minutes, bro." You know, so like yeah. he did. He went on and on and on. You yeah, know, this year, I, I don't really know Uranos very much, but this he was, was one shot. He, he was, he was in that one shot, but this was a great way to establish him as a real threat here. But again, the only reason it hits my number two is because you can know like very little about the X-Men currently and the Avengers currently. But if you don't know really everything that's going on in the Eternals book, you're not going to have any fucking clue what's going on here. Because some of yeah, the Eternals sure. have broken away. 
Other ones are like fully into Druig. Some of them are trying to get over on Druig. They just got over on Thanos, you know, which was mentioned. In yeah, here. I mean, so I will say that, like, if you have not been reading Eternals, don't bother. Yeah, this so thing is not giving you enough to catch up on. Yeah, it's weird that this is an Eternals event. But with that said, yeah. I enjoyed Eternals for what it was. It was good. I liked it, and I liked this issue. So maybe go back and pick up Gillen's, you know, Eternals. Yeah, it'd probably be worth it. But yeah, yeah. Cool. what was your number two? My number two was um, Defenders Beyond, number one. Um, I really enjoyed the first Defenders book, and I love that Javier Rodriguez artwork. Um, I really like uh, the blue marble and the other characters they're bringing together here. I liked uh, Al Ewing's take on Loki from a few years ago. So, oh, and I also liked his... Uh, wait, no, that was Kieran Gillen. I was about to say Young Avengers. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah this has... This was really nothing but a setup, so that's why it's just the number two, but it was a nice. feast for the eyes. Um, it has a hell of a stinger at the end where they run into the fucking Beyonder, who I thought was dead, but apparently not. No, nah, and that uh, was teased in the in the book, or in, yeah. the, in the solicit or whatever. Like, the first tease for it, I think, was like a big picture of the Beyonder or whatever, but, man, I skipped that this week. I just did, I just ran out of time. I had such a busy week. Uh, I also skipped Knights of X. How, how weird. Did you not read Nightwing? Nightwing was solid. Nightwing was out at the shop. I'm going to have to go oh, track it down somewhere. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I thought I had it on my pull list, too. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it was really solid. A great moment. I'll check it out eventually. Uh, the book's moving a little bit too slow for me. Uh, Shang-Chi, number one, was also pretty good. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Even though this is like the fourth relaunch of this book in like a year and a half. Yeah, they are yeah. resetting. I've never seen a book reset its numbers so frequently as this yeah. uh, Jean Luan Yang uh, run on Shang-Chi is. Yeah. Uh, but my number one this week is a brand new book. Scott Snyder, Hayden Sherman, uh, called Dark Spaces Wildfire, number one, over at IDW. Uh, we talked about these IDW books coming from some big-name creators, you know, some new creator owned stuff going to idw and this is fucking wonderful it is about a team of women inmate wilderness firefighters and their officer handler who decide to rob a mansion during a california wildfire so it's basically a heist story right um now scott snyder is a master storyteller he's great but look at the way the art here the design sort of flows right the way you're your way you're meant to read this is these insets first all the way up to the top right and then down and it's just so fluid and the art just works together to push the reader and it's almost pushing the reader the same way a fire sort of is going through in the background it is just a design it's just wonderful dude like look at this she's coughing they know she's sick this is their captain you know so they're letting her know hey we know where there's a bunch of money located you know really close by Right, and then this is her struggling. Look at this. This reminds me of some Mike Diodata shit right here, dude. Some uh, Andrea Sorrentino shit right here. This is brilliant work, artwork and design just coming together with the story. Uh, here's another one. You know, just the way everything is flowing down to the bottom right of the page from the fire. I mean, it's just the whole book is like this, dude. Um, and again, Scott Snyder is a master. He knows exactly what he's doing when he's writing a book. I don't know who the fuck Hey Sherman is. But now I do. And this, this book is is the real deal. It, you're going to see this on some award lists. It was just spectacular. I had such a good time reading it. I read it three times. Read it three times. So good. Uh, that's definitely one you will pick up in trade. It's an IDW book. But okay, I look really forward. think you will enjoy it, dude. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, And that comes to your number one, which is Axe, which is... What's his name? What's his name again? What did I call him? Um, Uranos, I think. Uranos, Uranos. Like I'm not sure how you say it, but yeah, it's like it's like Uranus, but not. I thought like, it was it's like what you know, like the Eternals' names are all like a god's name, but not that. Like a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Tweak to their god's names. Like humans yeah. are so fucking terrible. Uh, in Acts, what do you think about Druig's sort of logic here about mutants now that they're immortal being variant? Deviant, whatever they call it, a little bit deep. No, they call it extra deviation or something like that. Excess deviation. Excess. Yeah. That's the word. That's. The I word. think that like that's really just a a pretext for them to have like another fighting event, but it's yeah. a pretty reasonably set up. Like it is kind. Of, it does tie in with like their whole shtick. So you know, it's pretty, it's pretty believable from an, yes. the Eternals who are all egotistical. He can really yeah. use this. To, as far as excuses to get these characters to fight go, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, a pretty good week uh, for comics. Man, it sucks you didn't get Nightwing. But, uh, man, next week is, is also a good week. Uh, come join us tomorrow night. We're going to do the preview show. David should be here for that. We're going to talk about all the new books coming out this week. Uh, and there's some good ones. We'll also get David's take on all the, the news, you know, in the first part of the show. And that'll be fun. Uh, come back later on, like I said earlier, for the comic book bullies. Leroy and Eli are going to be kicking it. Mostly talking about um, the, uh, the show. You know what I mean? The whole SC, at San Diego Comic-Con. All the news, all of the the movies, the TV shows, all of that good shit. So, oh, yeah, I mean, there's like 40 trailers that we never oh even got a chance oh, yeah. to mention. We didn't even here. mention a lot of them. Like the Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Power. Um, of power. I'm stoked for that, too, man. You know? I mean... It's never going to hurt the original. I feel like you got to check it out just because, like, what did a billion dollars buy them, okay, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, always as always, go to outrightgeeker.com. We got links to everything we're doing there, all our social media, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um, and the bullies links are up there. Merch, Patreon, all that good shit. So uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. Most of all, thanks to this guy for hanging out with this guy. Glad to do it. We are gonna do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Oh man, the viewers just like bumped up to 12, like all of a sudden. Well, we're done now, y'all. Thanks a lot. Yeah, poor timing. <laughs>